Now entering Nerdist.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Want to get all up in here tonight? I think get up in here. I feel good. Just got one little question. Yeah. Will you accept this role? I will accept. I will accept your role. Will you accept this role to your Marine, and I am here with the greatest guide, the Ken Burns of the Bachelor world, Paget Brewster's rival, my friend, Lori. Hello. Oh, Hello, Arvin. Lori, what a joy. Can I just thank you for taking this journey with us? We are up to episodes eight and nine, seven and eight, seven and eight of... Uh. Emily, seven and eight, the hometown and the fantasy dates of Emily Maynard season where we're getting to know the new bachelor, Ari. Um, Lori, you've been such a hit. And somebody put it out last week on Twitter, which I really appreciated. How did we not realize that Ari in that awful Halloween promo looks like the ham burglar and somebody called him the poon burglar, which was so amazing. He fully is the poon burglar. Shout out to our fans. Our brilliant fans for calling out the poon burglar. How good is that? That is that that was great. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yes, that was terrific and um, absolutely accurate. And I wanna get before we get going, I also wanna give a shout out to say I'm home in Los Angeles for like four days and I actually I booked a movie that shoots in Atlanta, so I'm not going to be doing the the Dallas shows have gotten moved to April 5th through 7th so I'm not going to be in Dallas December 1st and 2nd and my apologies to anybody that got tickets I bet they would move them to April 5th through 7th um, but I will be in Atlanta I basically Atlanta has captured me They're, that's what's happening well you know there are worse places to be captured you know what I'm not going to act like I'm not enjoying Atlanta I'm enjoying the ATL it's a lot of trees there's so many good foods there. Everyone's nice. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's get to the Poon Burglar. And the other exciting news is that um, our The Bachelor, for the first, it starts January 1st. I always get really, I love the Christmas season so much that I get really sad when the holidays are over. I love Halloween. I love Thanksgiving. My birthday is in December. I love all the holidays. I love New Year's. And then I get kind of depressed every year on January 1st. But this year, ABC is going to be Little Angel and it's starting on Monday, January 1st. It's starting. Ari season. Perfect. Well, you know, I was just thinking with Carrie, I remember, and I feel like it must have been right after Emily's season that I vacationed with you in the winter in Vermont. Yeah. And I remember sitting down with you. And I just, you know, I, I didn't have anyone to confide in yeah. uh, in terms of my, my Bachelor love. And I remember asking you, oh, oh do you watch The Bachelor? And, and you said something dismissive like, oh, you know, it's not it's not true love. And here I was with all this all this information. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Oh, my God. Now, I, I cannot offer you. I hope that this is my living amends to you. This. It is, and, and, but what I was realizing is I really feel like, and perhaps it's because we're reviewing the season, I feel like it was a few months after this mm-hmm, season mm-hmm. ended in, in 2012. Were we in Were we in Vermont then? Probably. Anyway, we're there all the time. Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Can yeah. I just say how much? Now, I'm realizing I see how great this season must have been watching in real time. My overall takeaway, here's my notes after watching the hometowns and the um, and the fantasy suites before we get into them. There's a few things that's so interesting about this season. First of all, when we get down to the final three guys, they're great guys. All three are really good choices. And it's the most demure season. I don't know if it's because she's a mom. They... It is the least, it was before Tinder, it was before, it's like the least sex diva, nobody is getting 
dry humped or fingered in a church in Ireland in front of the members of the Cranberries. You know what I mean? Like, like it's the most respectful, gentlemanly. This is they're like afraid of her. It's a, even though they always call her girl. I will say, I feel like in twenty seventeen, people notice a woman. What's happening? Do you hear that? What is that? I don't know. I'm going to pause it for a second. God, we're back. I'm so glad that we're back. Um, okay. okay, so wait a minute. I mean, don't you can't, like, it is so chaste versus, like, is that how you pronounce it? Chaste? Uh-huh. Like, this is a very, it is a very old-fashioned season of courtship. Yes. And, you know, it has, well, I think what sort of marked the change was dur- during Andy's season. Okay. And... Nick, Nick. he wasn't the final um, choice, he said on the couch, um, if you, you know, if you weren't in love with me, why did you make love to me? Grossest phrase, grossest phrase. Really, really cheesy. And, but that was sort of the first public acknowledgement that, that people may have sex in the fantasy suites. So you combine that and the fact that Emily is a very religious upstanding mother and she certainly wanted to portray herself that way and wanted to be a role model to her child that this was a very innocent season well i want to say i think she's such a great bachelorette i think i find her again and when we get into the more specifics what's interesting and part of it is because she is a mom the difference in like she's actually they're all actually asking real questions which people don't do anymore of like Where would we live? How does this look? How would it look for you to come in? Like, I feel like these last few seasons, all people do is, God, are you for real? I just feel like you're not real. Is this real? Like, nobody's asking, like, oh, you live in Toronto, and I live in Albuquerque. Where are we going to live? Like, these are actually, like, this season, She's. they're all asking each other real logistical questions, which I feel like nobody does anymore. Yeah, and I think that's why this season was so credible. That's why everybody loved these last three guys because yes, yeah. they really were authentic and genuine. And I don't, I don't care what people say about you know Jeff and Ari being fake. I, I really don't believe it because they were, were very genuine to me. To me, when I when I interacted, oh with my them, god, they were really genuine. No, to me. they all seem like really. I have to say this year, watching it, and all three guys are really great guys at the end. It bums me out that she's not married to one of them. Like, it bums me out that it didn't work. I know. And we'll, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. That'll be next uh, week in on our finale. Ones. But, you know, before we get into this, there's something that I, um, I want to bring up again. And I know it might be a sore topic for you, Arden. Please. But, um, Wells. Oh, my God. Is, I know. Is dating someone. I know. I know. I'm and so jealous. How do you feel about I'm this? so jealous. Do you want to do the big reveal? Yeah. He's dating that girl from Modern Family. Sarah Hyland, is that her name? You are asking the wrong person. I only know I only know the bachelor and bachelor. Okay. I don't watch Modern Family. I hear she's really funny on it, so I'm glad that he at least picked a funny girl and I'm wild with envy. Oh, I'm wild. I'm mad with envy and I'm happy for him that he picked a funny girl, but, but it's like, oh, yeah. Are yeah. you? Wow. And I'm happy for him. I'm ha- I mean, I hope she's in, you know, like my friends who watch the show all seem to think that, that that's good news. So I'm going to have to trust in the same way that you thought that Ari was good news. And I was like, who's this bachelor? I'm going to choose to believe my friends that watch Modern Family and are like, no, right on. This is good for me to be like, all right. All right. Because I also liked Danielle. Like if it's not going to be me, I liked Danielle. And so, uh, you know, if it's not Danielle – you know, at least everybody seems to think, what do you guys think? Let us know what you guys think. <sighs> Wells, he's getting it. He's locking it down. He's locking it down. They've got dressed yeah. up as Stranger Things together. Um, all right. So here we are. We're at our hometown dates. And we see her back with her. She's a very cute little girl named Ricky, um, named after her 
her fiance, Ricky, who passed away, who I looked up, who was apparently worth like $16 million when he passed away. Yeah, she is not wanting for money. That family is taking good care of her. I could not figure out. That's, yeah, I didn't know, I don't, again, I've never watched NASCAR or anything. I didn't know they made that much money, but I guess it's like the number one sport. It's like huge. It's huge in the South. It's huge. So then, um, so her first hometown date is in Chicago, and it's with Chris, the guy who went on to become addicted to um, The Bachelor, the one who people think looks like a Disney villain. He's in, he's dressed up for her in his members-only jacket, and he brings, I'm liking him less and less on this show. I'm finding him to be a big old puss. He brings her to this castle in Chicago, and he's got, like, this weird head move, and it's like, he's always got this secret, and he's like, I'm really feeling into you, and his head is kind of moving, and it's like, ew, stop it. He's grossing me out. That's, that's why he brought the bobbleheads to <gasps> show her. Oh, my God. He, he was the one that brought the bobbleheads. Yeah, that's how he moves his head. It's like he kind of looks like the eagle from the Muppets moving his head going, uh-huh. well, I just think. And he's such a guilt-trippy baby. And, like, more and more during this entire – I was watching it with my friend last night, and my friend was like, He's drunk through, like, all of the... Like, he definitely looks like he's been putting a few away through, like, the rose ceremony. Like, the head bob. It's like somebody who's tied one on a little bit and is just trying to get through this. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. He's just... You you can see he's a pressure cooker. Oh, my God. He's so filled with rage. And his last appearance... Oh. On a bachelor, uh, a bachelor episode of any any sort, he doesn't remember it. He completely blacked out oh. of the, uh, the paradise episode. So yeah, he's he's clearly trying to suppress that rage. So we find out he's a first generation Polish American. And um, did he say I was arrested? No, he said I was a mess at the rose ceremony. And um, but he's so like he's completely taking the game personally, and he'll always go, you know, I was mad at you for saying, why do you want to see their family more than you want to meet my? Family? Anyone that's that into their families, and anybody that's a self-proclaimed mama's boy, ugh, like you don't want a guy that hates their mom. I'll take a mama's boy over a guy that if they hate their mom, they will also hate you. But mama's boy, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he's not my favorite. He was such a little bitch. It was just like when people like look, I like my family. My family's hilarious. Like Jenna Marie, like they're 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 hilarious. But if I'm like so into my family, like I don't want you to meet my fuck. Like I'm gonna drag out as long as possible before you go meet my family. You know, like <laughs> no, it would be running the Oh my god, my yeah. It's like I really don't think the first thing I want is like. I don't know, anybody that's so into their family, because that means that they're going to expect you to move to their hometown and all their family and their cousins. Oh, I would just, remember Vanessa's family up in, like, like French-Canadian, there was, like, 14,000 of them, and they have, like, they have, like, this awkward Sunday meal every Sunday. Anybody that has that much extended, they're never, you are getting sucked in. I would just feel rebellious and captured. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I got the sense that he was really close to his family. Like He said he I, talked I to he said, as well. He talked for an hour on the phone with his mom, like, every other day, he said. Ugh. Oh, that's right. That's oh. too much. And then he was like, I have a really tough little sister. Ugh. Like Renee, which I appreciated. She was the only one, you know, viewing this situation with, with open eyes. And she essentially told Emily, let, let go of him. Yeah. Well, if he's not the one, just let him go right away. I mean, he had a re- his family was really nice. Like he did, he had a very his dad was really sweet. Um, you know, his mom had frosted hair. His sister kind of looked like Emily. Um, and and mentioned she's falling. What is that? Are you? What, is there like a crackle? What is that crackling thing? I kind of hear it too. Okay. Um, The sister kind of looked like Emily and, and Emily basically told one of the family members that she was falling in love with him, which is kind of awkward. 
Well, you know, I, I, I went back and watched that. She was talking to his um, dad. Uh, she was talking yeah, to his father. And he asked if she's feeling feelings of love or something. And she said yes. And then he tells Chris that she told him that she's falling in love with him. I think feeling feelings of love is much different than falling in love. Oh. And then he said with his head bobblehead, I'm in love with you. And then they kissed and then they did Polish dancing that actually looked fun and made me want to actually, like, I would be happy. I'd happy to go once and do that. Like, that looked fun, their backyard porch, like, with the fiddle. That that looked fun. Yeah, I could do that. I could and, do that. And, and he was able to finally uh, make up for the fact that he couldn't dance at all on his oh. first date with Emily. No, I will say I thought his family was sweet once they got there, and I thought the backyard porch, but the way he talked about them and that he's a, he's called himself a mama's boy, he talked on the phone for an hour, and it was like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye to Chris. Okay, so then we go to Utah. We find out that Jeff is rich. We find out that Jeff is rich. His family has a ranch, um, and they go on this crazy. There's this crazy four wheel wheeler vehicle of which I've never. It looked like it was like a moon Land Rover, like a moon rover. And they go driving, and then they. It's a huge ranch, and they shoot guns and rifles. And she says, who knew Jeff in his skinny jeans was such a good shot? And then turns out she's a good shot. And she says, I take gun lessons at home. Yeah, they were. Uh, I was wondering whether whether they would have that type of date nowadays. If they would have the, you know, the, the skeet shooting gun date. It nowadays. felt weird. I, I felt uncomfortable with everything that's been going on in the world. I felt nervous watching a gun, a gun date. I mean, it looked yeah. kind of fun. I mean, they're out in the middle of nowhere, but it was like, uh, just you know, it looked kind of fun. It was just like, I wonder if they would have it as well. Yeah, I mean, it looked super fun to me. I, yeah, I was just, I was wondering about that, whether that would, would occur nowadays. But it, um, what was interesting was they never said, but it's pretty, it's pretty clear Jeff is from a Mormon family. He has like a thousand very attractive blonde siblings and all of their children. The parents aren't there because I think the parents are having the silent protest, sort of like Rachel's judge dad. And then he's got this brother who sort of stepped into the fatherly role and was very skeptical. And she had to go deal with like all these sisters that again kind of look like her that had gotten blowouts that were like, um, and then they were saying, like, the brother grilled her, and he was kind of gross, and he was like, they, they, and they pointed out that they were having a cheers with lemonade, and then he says, is your life built on sound principles? Like, it was all just dancing around. It was just strange. It was dancing around Mormonism, which I, re- I really appreciated. Um, there was one moment where uh, Jeff was talking, and he, <laughs> they dubbed in, um, a phrase. So uh, initially, he probably said something like, "My parents are on a mission in South Carolina." Yeah, yeah. But the way they dubbed it in is, he started talking, and and it's he said, "My parents are doing like charity work in South Carolina." I noticed that. Oh my god, you're different. Oh my god, you're right. ABC was terrible. Like they did not know what to do with Mormons. They were I so know, afraid. But his voice was so incredibly different with that dubbing. It's like just do another take three months later and just have them say the phrase and interview on camera. My parents are doing charity work. (laughs) Oh my God. That is so true. It's fascinating that they're so nervous. It's like, it's okay that they're Mormons. Like it's okay that they're toasting with lemonade. It's okay that they're on a mission. Like the way they were kind of hiding it made it so much weirder. Do you know? Tell me about it. It was so strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the brother is grilling Jeff he's, if he's really ready to be a dad, which is a good point. Um, but then at the end of it, he wrote her this love letter that was so cute. Oh, oh it was so cute. It's like... It's like, if only The Bachelor was this good every season. It was so cute. That, I remember when that 
that was the episode I remember thinking this, the game has totally changed. Ari was in the lead. And with that letter, I remember rewinding that five years ago and watching him read that letter over and over again. And I have to say, I did it again the other night. It was so good. So good. And, And my favorite part of it was then, you know, of course, he's talking about how she's such a good person and he wants a cute little family and um, and that she's funny and she fits into his arms. But then when he starts talking about how he's excited to meet Ricky mm. and he wants to teach her how to play sports, her eyes close and she starts to take it all in oh. and, she, and she just a, a warm smile spreads across her face and he tells and then he keeps talking and he says, I want to teach her how to fall in love and have a love story that lasts forever because I'll love you forever. I mean, my freaking God, there's never been a better letter on The Bachelor. He, I mean, he, he wow, stuck his landing. He, here's what I, I also want to point out. I think we can talk about it now because I am at home, okay, so so I bought in Atlanta, I bought, I've been watching it, on, I bought the season before ABC put it online, so I, I, whatever, I bought it on Amazon for 15 bucks, so I've been watching it on my computer, but now I'm home, and I have like an Apple TV, so I have the ABC app, so I'm, I'd rather watch it on TV, so I've been watching it, ABC, and I'm going to guess most of our listeners are watching it on ABC, if there's any doubt about who wins, their fucking ads that they run during this show are like, bow now now now. He's we all fell in love with Ari. Bow now now now. His first kiss down to his unexpected goodbye, and they show her. They like it's like assholes. We're only on episode six here. Like, I mean, I guess we kind of know that he doesn't win, but like they show the breakup. Every 15 minutes in their fucking ads. Yes, on their ads during the show that you're like, I'm not even there yet. He's still in it, assholes. Oh, I had no idea. See, I I, I prefer to watch on my laptop in the dark. Okay. (laughs) I don't have children, though. I don't have children. So, I don't. But here's here's my question, because I don't think it's a surprise. Why didn't they work out? Why didn't they work out? Well, well, I mean, uh, do you want to wait? Do you want to be wait? Very different people, right? I mean, their their love story, right? It essentially consisted of four really terrific dates, but they they seem to be very different people. But it, it it's hard for me to um, to work through my emotions around their their breakup should we wait till we'll wait till after the final rose we'll wait okay okay you know what Lori? you have one week to process thankfully (sighs) thankfully you're you i think you you have the right person in your life that can help you process this and and luckily i'm in a therapist you're in a she just so you know Lori has two little children and she goes to a therapist's office where she can (laughs) record in peace it's your weekly therapy it's my weekly therapy too it's absolutely fair. Oh my I'm God. on a therapist couch. It is speak. my weekly therapy too. Okay, so by the way, how rich is Jeff? Like that was rich kid stuff. They're rich. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think he's he's independently wealthy and so he's uh he's busy doing his volunteer slash nonprofit work abroad. Okay, and, you know you know what sucks though? He now I lives with he lives with the Falcon and dated I eat lipstick over Christmas. <laughs> over yes. over okay, over and the he's summer. Friends, he, he's friends with Chase as well. Who is very hot and very boring. So boring. Nice, hot, and boring. Yeah. Okay. So then okay, so then we get to our new burn out now now. You fell in love. Here we are, we're at the with the poon burglar. We're in Scottsdale. <laughs> We're at Ari's, and I'm like, how do you become a fucking race car driver? I don't understand. And it's like, oh, you grow up. His dad won the Indy 500, right? So they're they're in Scottsdale, and he's like, my family's really European. My dad, so he's from the Netherlands, right? Yes. What does that mean? I sympathize with having a European parent because it's true. It's a, a very big difference than having an American parent. Tell sure. me in what way. Your dad is from Germany. Well, 
I mean, yeah, my, my dad is German. Um, it is, I, well, clear, one thing that doesn't translate very well, even if somebody's been living in the United States for a long time, is oftentimes the sense of humor doesn't really connect that well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, I think there are different uh, expectations. Clearly, his parents were much more uh, formal-seeming, right? So um, they seemed a little bit more guarded than Emily's interactions with other American families. And so um, it was it was interesting to see that, that interaction. So we go and we meet. He, he warned that the dad was going to be nice and easy and that the mom was going to be tricky. And the mom... I actually can't wait now for Ari's season until they have to go deal with the mom. Like, she's a handful, like, she's a handful, not as bad as Brian's mom, but she's on par with JoJo and Brian's mom, all of whom have, like, international moms. It's interesting. Um, true. So the mom shows up, and she, the mom looks like, Emily's sister and his sister looks like his mom and his sister again says nothing his sister says nothing and the mom is like this hot blonde what is the Netherlands is that Holland what is that what are they speaking yeah, so so uh are you talking about the language they're speaking Dutch they're speaking other. Dutch okay so yeah so the mom is starts being so rude and like um talking about her in front of her, just starts speaking Dutch to Ari in front of Emily, excluding her. She so clearly is looking at, like, the ghost of Christmas past. Like, she's a blonde beauty who's clearly threatened by this young blonde beauty. And so she starts just talking about her in front of her in Dutch. It was so rude in her own home. That was a little awkward, yeah. I I was surprised by that. And then... um, the mom's plastic surgery was amazing. Well, you know, I, I was talking about that with my wife, and I said, is this, does she have plastic surgery? And, and she was insisting, oh, no, I think she's just no. naturally beautiful. No, but I was no, like, I don't know, no, no, no. It feels a little bit off to me. No, no, no. She's in Scottsdale, which is really, I've done a lot of stand-up in Scottsdale. There's a, I think that's just the deal. You go, you get your lips done. Like, it's a beautiful place. All the women are beautiful. I actually really like Scottsdale, but, like, you're going to go get your lips done. You're married to a race car driver. You go get your lips and your tits done, and that's just the deal. Okay. Okay, so. So, lips, so that's, that's what I noticed. I think it's the lips. Her name is Mika, and she's a handful. And I'm going to guess that time has only made her a little bit crazier because they're skeptical of the whole process, and now their son is the bachelor. So just wait for whenever – the, the the final two have to meet Mika. She's a fucking handful. <laughs> um, well, he says to his mother that he's definitely going to marry Emily. So that was interesting. Yeah, he thought he was marrying Emily. And he even said, poor Emily, I could never be in your shoes. Yes. Until they call me to be in your shoes, and I'll gladly be in your shoes. Yes, and I'll be the poon burglar. Oh, my God, the poon burglar. That was such an embarrassing eye mask. Oh, 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 the poon burglar. I think that's got to be the name of this week's episode. So then, um, so then we are in Dallas and we're at Sean's hometown and Sean has his dogs and we hear about, he had one three-year, they kept saying how he's never had a relationship. Well, he's 28. He had one three-year relationship. How many else are you supposed to, like, that seems like you've had a relationship, like, and he kept calling her the sweetest girl ever. It's like, and then everyone's like, why? What was it? It's like, well, he didn't want to get into the bone zone with her. Like, he had a nice girl. He didn't want to get into the bone zone with her. He's super Christian. And, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with what that's fine. Right. Anyway. Yeah. But there's no sexual chemistry, but he is such a nice guy. He's so sweet. And then they go to his house. It's sort of a McMansion in the suburbs. And they meet his niece who has the douchiest. She has this thing. Her name is Kensington. She looks to be about six or seven. And she has a house. Like, like most people, I remember 
I had like a cardboard box that I made into my mansion. It was like, I think it was like a refrigerator box that I'd like cut doors and a window in. And it was like my little playhouse, you know, it was like somebody threw out a refrigerator cardboard box. This chick has like a full one bedroom apartment house in the backyard that's called with this sign that says Kensington's Cottage that even has like a wall unit air conditioner inside. Oh. That shit would sell for half a billion dollars in the Bay Area. Oh my God. In LA, you could probably get that for like $700,000. Yeah, seriously. It's like seriously. it's like the tiny flat in the back. But wait, did you notice that that four year old niece or whatever was wearing a full face of makeup? No. Yeah, so I had to pause it because I I said, Oh my god, is that child is that child wearing <gasps> makeup? I need to see that. Yeah, you need to rewind because especially when when they first meet, I, I looked at it and I said, I think that child is, is wearing makeup, and so it sort of fit into the you know her having her own cottage. Kensington's cottage with the that is a recipe for you are creating hell in her attic. Watch out about what's happening in Kensington's cottage when she's like six. Like she is going to be throwing party like. Wow. You better hope she's not rebellious. Yeah, seriously. That could be that could be a so, kind of So then they play a practical joke on Emily. He has two terrible practical jokes. The first one is and his family seems very nice. They're not silly, but they're very nice. And again, there's a lot of them and they're all staring at her. And he's like, I have one thing to tell you. I still live here. I mean, I don't have to, but why wouldn't I? And it's in front of everybody. And then he brings her up to see his room. But it's so clearly been produced by producers where there's clothes hanging everywhere and, like, stuffed animals and dirty, like, broken cookies, not on plates. And then that's his joke. But it's like an unkind joke that he's done. Yeah, you know, I I like how he pretends, and this has sort of continued throughout the years that that he's this like wild and crazy guy. He's the he's a joker when when really he's actually. I mean, I don't mean to be mean, but he's a, he's kind of a drip. He's so boring, and, and, and you know he's, he he thinks he's he's like so funny and that he's this joker guy and that you know he tells his dad jokes on twitter which i appreciate but he's not he's not the joker no trust me i know a lot of funny people you You are one of them he is not one of them he's not one of them you know who's funny i think alex the russian is funny his instagram videos he's funny yeah that's what i would say he's pretty clever he's funny um um, so yeah, he, so then, uh, so then they go, oh, and then he goes in for a kiss at the end and I screamed and then you actually sent me a screen grab. It was like a lizard tongue, like lapping, like licking the top of her, his tongue. She clearly is not that into him physically and like his Tongue was like licking the roof of her mouth, and I thought I was gonna—I was screaming and horrified. Yeah, it's kind of like when a cat tries to lick its paw and it accidentally hits your hand. Ugh. That's what it brought to my mind. It's so—I don't. It was like getting licked by like a golden retriever, like lap or like a cat lapping up milk, just like yeah, just the tiniest bit. Oh, it was just like the tip of the, just the tip of the top. It was disgusting. Okay, so then they go, and I don't know why, they fly all the way to Beverly Hills to the Peninsula Hotel, which seems like a long way to go for no reason. Um, And she has to go stare at the Pier 1 frames before the rose ceremony. And she's talking to Chris Harrison, who they they dust off from his closet. And, um, and... She's really upset, and she cuts Chris, who's such a dick. Like, he's like, well, what did I do? Well, what, what, like, he, there was nothing gentlemanly or manly about how he took the the breakup. Thoughts, Lori? Yeah. Well, I mean, he looked, again, livid, and he said to her, how much faster could it possibly move? I told you I loved you. Oh. And then, you know, then when they carted him away in the 
the limo, he said, I'm, I'm ten times the man of all those dudes still standing there. Yeah, he was a yeah, tool. And, cool. And he looked hammered at the ceremony. Like, just <laughs> hammered. And he looked like he wanted to punch a wall. Like, he wanted to, like, break... Sh- he he looked like the guy that he I would have put my if you were like who went and shot a gun into the ground I would have guessed him I know it wasn't yeah. him I know it was Doug but it feels like it would have been Chris yeah I agree um okay so then we are at our final episode that we're breaking down which is the fantasy suites and they're going to the Bahamas. And they're going to what town? You tell. Oh, no, we missed the final tag. They played a joke on her. And the joke was at Chris's house was that his specialty is they, like, cooked an armadillo and served it to her. I wanted to fucking throw up. <laughs> I mean, I will say that that his dad seemed really, really sweet. Um, but that steamed armadillo. And, and again, she just rolled with it. She said, well, if that's Sean's favorite, I guess we better try it. (laughs) But yeah, that was, that was pretty, pretty repulsive. And, and you know, they're, they're pressuring that sweet old pastor father to give her steamed armadillo when really he just wants to, I don't know, say prayers with her. Is he a pastor? You know, I, for some reason, I feel like he is because he ended up marrying um, Sean and Catherine. Wow. Um, but I, I know that, you know, either way, he has a lot of religion in his heart. So um, I, I felt bad for him that he oh. he was forced to, to do these mean pranks. Oh, my God. All right. So then we go. We're at the Fantasy Suites and we're in Curacao, Curacao, Curacao. Bahamas, which I know got hit by the hurricane pretty badly. It actually was one of the best fantasy suites located. Like, the hotel looked really good. The difference between this and the one they had this year, like, they had really, it's the kind of hotel you would want for a fantasy suite. Like, back in the day when you would get a nice indoor pool and stuff. Like, it was a nice, cute hotel. Yeah, it was really cute. Um, So, her first date up, so she cuts Chris, and the remaining three are the Poon Burglar, we've got uh, Jeff, the hipster Mormon, and Sean, uh, uh, uncle to Kensington's Palace. And um, she does not feel it. She's like, when I'm with Sean, I have butterflies in my heart. But she knows, but there's no tickling in her underpants place. There's no, nothing happening in her undercarriage, you know? Exactly. And he likes the fact that he would be a good father. He would be a great father. Husband. He would be a great dad and a great husband. He is such a nice, solid guy. Well, guess what? You're in luck. He announced this week that he and Catherine are having a second child. That makes me so happy because watching this, it makes me happy to know that things turn out well for him because he's a really good guy. Yeah, he is a good guy, and do we, do, he is. Do we know, like? He's the pride and joy of the Bachelor. He's the only Bachelor minus Jason Mesnick who married his runner-up choice, but he's the only Bachelor that married his first choice who married his first. Choice. When was Jason Mesnick's season? Uh it was. It, it was a long time ago. Was, it was another good one. Was it before this? Was it before now. this? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Here's my problem with watching this. To me, it feels like watching, like, a sporting event that happened seven years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's yeah. fun in real time. Yeah. Well, I agree. It's it's much better in real time. But I, you would love Jason Mesnick's season. Okay. All right. All right. I Believe me, you are my Yoda of The Bachelor. I mean, this is my amends to you for my – when you were trying to connect up in the – Green Mountains, and I shut you down, and this is my amazing. Hey, hey, have you ever watched The Bachelor? Hey, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen this thing called? But you Bachelor? know what? But you know you planted the seeds in the ground there because I gave birth to this in Vermont two years ago. Oh, on that same mountain, I was like, oh my god, I need, I need, I need this to happen, and now we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. My baby's almost two. My baby can. I don't know what happens when you're two. What are you talking? I don't know. Can you feed yourself? Are you still in a diaper? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so then she's on a helicopter date with him in Curacao, 
And uh, she is, can I just say, we don't think we even pointed out, she told when that, the, who was the guy that was like, you better not get fat? Who was the villain? Ryan? Ryan. Ryan. She is so fucking cute. And she told Ryan that she doesn't ever work out. If you see her, she's like in cute. She's not sexy like JoJo or whatever. Like she's in the cutest version of mom wear and stuff. But she has such a banging body. Like, she's so won the genetic lottery. I could work out even at the age of 18 with a, with a personal trainer and have food delivery for 15 years and not look like she looks in a bikini doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. She looked good. She's so cute. So, um, they, they had, they're going to a private island and, uh, we hear about his pet. Your family said that you talked, your past girlfriends were more like buddies. And she's like, basically she's upset that he hasn't said, I love you. And there he is. And he's sitting there and he's blonde and he's getting more and more sunburned on this private island. He's trying to work up the nerve to say, I love you. And she keeps just saying, I'm just wondering how you feel. And she's basically just asking, like, say, I love, even though she knows she's not going to pick him, she's forcing him to say, I love you. And, um, then he wrote, Ricky a letter that he read to her that was so sweet. Yeah. It it was it was very sweet. But you, did you notice when he was reading her that letter though that she looked slightly uncomfortable. I mean clearly she was pleased, but it was as if she already knew she was sending him home. Yeah. Because you know he wrote the sweet letter about how he's not going to replace Ricky it, to Ricky that he's not going to replace her father. But don't forget that you're my daughter, and I hope to honor you by loving your mom. But she, but Emily looks like she's barely holding it together. Right. She knows. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. He was really yeah. nailing it. He was so true and good and sweet and just such a good guy. Yeah. And it was the first, I believe it was the first indication um, that he was a born again version. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He said that he made a promise to himself that he was not going to give himself to a woman um, or she was not going to allow a woman to give herself to him if he could not reciprocate. Yes. And then, okay, I do want to say as I was watching these two on the beach and it's like Barbie and Ken and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, I want to see just two, I want to see a bachelor with just regular looking people, just regular old folks, just somebody, you know, just like a person who's like a checkout at a grocery store in any old town, like that you don't have to be looking like Barbie and Ken to truly fall. Like I want to see a bachelor of just regular people. Well, don't you think that's kind of what Ari is? I mean, Ari's good looking, but he's not like, he's not a hipster. He's a hot, particularly rich, cut. He's a hot, rich kid race car driver. Uh, I guess. He's yeah. a tall, hot, rich kid race car driver that she was so attracted to, she couldn't stand it. Like, yeah. he's a hot, rich kid race car driver. He has no trouble. He's the poon burglar. That's true. I mean, Nick, in some ways, before he, like, got all roidy before his season, like, was the most normal in his, like, in, like uh, Irish sweaters, you know, like, and then he got all built, too. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty homely to begin with. And then he got all, and then he got all hot. So, um, so she offered him the skeleton key, which I'm glad they don't do the skeleton key anymore, of the fantasy suites, and he said... Second indication that he was a born again version. I would love to stay up and chat and be with you. And and then she chooses to leave after she invites him there. She says, "I'm a mom. I don't I need. It doesn't line up with what I believe." And she leaves. And I thought, I'll be curious to see if you stay all night with Jeff and Ari. But clearly, as a mom. She didn't want anybody mistaking that she might be boning these dudes. Right. Which I thought was smart. I mean, yeah. I don't know. People are so, I'm sure they would be hard on her as a single mom anyway going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. So then Jeff is up. It's a windy day. They're going on a boat. She's like, are you nervous? And they're going to this boat. He has some weird tattoo on his wrist. What does it say, Lori? Oh. 
I thought you might ask me that. I don't, I don't remember, to be honest with you. And then he had questions about Ricky. He had practical questions, he told us. And he kept saying she's an amazing girl. And I thought, call her a woman, but all right. And then um, she said, you ignite a self-confidence in me that was so sweet. And they, he, as he handed the letter to her. She handed the letter to him. They had this whole date. They, it was this beautiful date. He basically said no to the fantasy suite. So it was basically like, I respect you enough and our families are going to be watching this. So you have a born again virgin and a Mormon that she's brought for the first two fantasy suites. And he, and she's mad because she wanted to reject him. He basically rejects her but she's like, well, why don't you go hang out with me? And while they're like sitting on this bed in this hut chatting, you can see a shadow of a cameraman moving around with them. Like, <laughs> it was, I, I didn't catch that. It was like these days, you like you just know people are going in there to seal the deal. And she's got a born again virgin and a Mormon. No one will even pretend to try to get at it with this girl. Yeah. Well, you know, I really appreciate I just did it with this woman. I just did it with this woman. Okay, keep going. I, you know, I appreciated the questions that Jeff asked. So, for instance, when he said, do you think I would make a good parent? Yeah. And she said, yes, normally in The Bachelor, that would be the end of it. But he, he asks her essentially to elaborate and says why. And so I, I really appreciated sort of these substantive conversations. Oh, my God. And, he and how she said that, you know, she could keep him out of trouble and he could get her into a little more trouble. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really appreciated that. It um, was the most honest. He kept saying, I don't doubt, I don't doubt that we're crazy about each other, but I do doubt that we can work in the real world. And he asked, where would we live? How would this work? How would they like, these are the most real conversations I've ever seen on The Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I do appreciate his confidence um, and that, you know, in previous relationships, he hasn't been able to see the end goal. And now he can see the picture perfect ending and he can't imagine two people being more perfect for each other. Oh, um, so cute. It was so cute. And he asks a lot about whether she thinks that he would be a good fit with Ricky. Um, so it's just it's just a really really sweet date and and part of me wondered that they if they filmed the episode and she said i want to be a good role model to ricky and you know to america and then the cameras went off and then she called him back and was like come on back into the poon zone you think i hope so i hope that she got to go to the poon zone but he's mormon i don't think he would want to do it well you know here's the thing is i i feel like he is his family is Mormon, but he has left the religion. Well, if you're living with the Falcon in Venice and and dating castoffs from The Bachelor, I'm gonna guess you're probably not an adult male virgin. Yeah, no, I think that he is not. I think even when he was filming this, I and I don't remember, you know, how I I got to this point but i feel like he had already left the religion and so i think he is a little bit wilder than we're giving him credit for oh so then we're up to the poon burglar and they're going swimming with dolphins and at the very end in the credits they think the dolphin it was like like the dolphins, basically they were rented. Like it looked like you could just take a boat and find dolphins swim. No, they like brought in trained dolphins that, you know how dolphins sometimes hump people? These dolphins, he spent the entire, so they're snorkeling. And this it felt Ari, like, this right? is Ari. And it felt yeah. like he spent the entire day, like it felt like the dolphin wanted to hump him <laughs> so badly. <laughs> and he spent the entire day kind of pushing the dolphin away. I have to tell you, I like the dolphin, like she could not get away from that dolphin. And he kind of kept pushing it away from the dolphin because dolphins hump. They like attack and like get at it with people. <laughs> well, maybe they just sense the energy between them. Dude, how much would you pay? Like, I don't obviously want an assault on her, but I wouldn't have <laughs> minded like 
two creepy thrusts like coming just watching like I wouldn't have minded like just seeing like all right let's just get out of the water like like that if they maybe had to get on the boat because the dolphin wouldn't leave her alone <laughs> it was pretty great I, I didn't know about any of this yeah but you know that dolphins hump people I didn't oh yeah you should google it is that why Alexis chose to be the dolphin oh my god maybe Maybe. Maybe. So then she's like, what's your favorite moment? He was like, my favorite moment was this, this, and the walk. And she's like, all your favorite moments involve kissing. And and he's like, that's right. You know, and then there, but she seemed kind of bummed about it, but he didn't care at all. We're back and we're still going. And then so they're walking and they go on a date and they're kissing and kissing. And she's like, I love kissing Ari. And I'm like, is he going to go into the fantasy suites? So there, he's like, he, she has these crazy ass, like Jessica Simpson type 2012 platforms on, on cobblestones. And, uh, but she's sort of almost mad at him for just being sexy. She's like, I don't know what you do on a Tuesday morning. And he was so, I find him to have such a nice disposition. And he was basically saying, I like being around people. I sleep till nine. I go into the shop. I, I like to be with people. I basically go out for every meal. And when you're single, you're alone a lot. And I like to be with people. And I found him to be very likable. Yeah, no, he he was very likable. I certainly empathized with her reaction, however, when he said he slept in until 9 o'clock. That would be such a red flag if your ass is up every morning at 6 a.m. with your kid. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I certainly saw a little bit of fear in her eyes. And then... He said, I want to thank you. You put me first and you make me feel like a man in the relationship. And I thought, I don't know what, what does that mean? What are you talking about? I didn't like that. I didn't like that. You put me first. Like, what are you talking about? It's the whole, like, let the man lead and let me, you know. Let me be the leader. I don't know. And he was like, you're he was, the wrong person. And he was like, you've never, like, I've never felt that in a relationship. I'm like, ew, go fuck your, like, I didn't like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and that's when he said, um, I could never be in your shoes. Exactly. Oh, wait, well, hold on. How do you know, Ari? I, I have to pause for one second because Anna's texting me right now if we need a flyer. Hold on a second. All right, we are back. Okay, so um, where were we? Where were we? Oh, yeah, you put me first. And he says, I can never be in your shoes until they call me to be The Bachelor. And then, so then it comes time for the um, fantasy suite. And it was great. It was the most human moment. And this is what ABC should be running. She didn't give him the fantasy suite. She said, uh, she didn't even give him the card. She said, at the end of the day, I don't trust myself, but good Lord, he's hot. And then she starts crying and she's basically crying because she's a single mom and she doesn't get to bone Ari. Like, (laughs) I think it's also, I think she knows she's a single, the mom is going to be judged harshly. She knows probably that she's not going to pick him. And so she doesn't want the other guy that she sent home the two other guys, like not without boning them. And so she knows she doesn't get the free pass to get to go in and get at it with him. But she's crying because she doesn't get to go bone him because she's so attracted to him. The other two she gave the card to. She's no, she's so into him. She can't even hand him the card. Yeah. She can't even go there. I, I, I get it, girl. She, uh, Ari, I mean, they are on fire, those two. I thought that was the best. That was the best. I mean, that is what their ad should be. That is the best thing of, like, get ready. Like, forget this Poon Burglar stuff. Um, it's so good. It's just so good. Yeah, yeah. I, and good for her because you know that, oh. that she would never get Ari out of out of that room. They, those two... They're attached to the, at the lips. Yeah, he is. You know what? I don't know if it's because he's got that European upbringing. If he's got an extra special, exciting European lover thing, like 
maybe they just don't grow them like that in America. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Wow. He's all the rage, and hopefully we'll get to see it again in just a few months. Here's my problem, Lori, because I'm watching it. I'm like, he's great. I get why they picked him. I'm afraid he's been on the vine humping and humping. He's, oh, he's a hot guy. He, he didn't need any extra help because he was a fucking rich kid race car driver who's hot. And now he's been getting all these six years, five years of bachelor ladies humping. Like that is used goods. Well, you know, he was probably doing okay before he even got on The Bachelorette. Yeah. And this is, this is my argument to you. He now is old. Yeah, he's old. He's old. He's old. He's Many of his friends have settled down and had children. He probably has had so much play. Yeah. He's ready. He's ready to find that, that woman and get married. But what is wrong with him psychologically that he needs, the, you know what I mean? Like, what is the quirk in his personality that is so desperate for this? Like, what is wrong with him? For, for he, why does he want to be the bachelor? Yeah, like that. How badly does he want fame and, like, television ladies that – what is wrong with him that, like, he didn't find – like, I just think there's some major damage somewhere. Although, I guess we met Mika. <laughs> well, you know, I think he – maybe he's ready for an adventure. Maybe he's just really adventurous. Do you like how I'm spinning all of this? You're such a good – you're really good. I'm so naive and optimistic. You should be a politician. To... You're so good. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> um, I think – I think <laughs> – you know what? I don't mean to be skeptical because I get I get why they picked him. It's just a long time in bachelor years to to have not been like this is many years back. So basically, all right, let's go to the rose ceremony. She's a mess. She is. She cannot get it together. I don't blame her. She has three great guys, and no matter which one you pick, they're going to be sideswiped. Oh, and she's so adorable. She's she so cute. Oh, my God. And she covers her eyes. Like, the other girls, like, this is before everybody got those long permanent eyelash extensions. Like, they now they all come in with, like, basically, like, burlesque feather fans attached to their eyes. <laughs> and they cry with their hands fully, like, their fingers arched out and fully extended, like, under their eyes. She actually, like, is like a little kid that, like, hides her face with her hands Oh, she's, she's so, so cute. She's so sweet. And uh, she's hyper, She's devastated. And she breaks up with Sean. And oh. they go and they sit on a bench. And it's silent. She's like, do you want to say anything? And he said, I just, I feel kind of stupid. Oh. I felt, he, and then he was like, and then he goes, you should know this is really going to hurt me. Oh, I know. That was awful. And the way he did it, it wasn't in a guilt trippy way. It wasn't in a gross Chris way. Like, what much faster? He was, he took it like a man. And then he got in the car and he said, my whole time through, I never even pictured, like, I was picturing my life, how I was going to be a dad and giving her that, her whole family, that the little family she wanted. And he, you can see see why they picked him to be the bachelor like he's a true pure guy he's so sweet he's so sweet and she said i wanted to pick you like of course she did on paper you're mad at your you're mad at your little lady panty area that's not excited it's like this is everything on paper why are you betraying me and not letting me pick that guy because he'll treat me like a queen and yet i'm not excited about it yeah, and you know it, it, he was so sweet, and I, I know I like to, to tease him relentlessly. But he he said he was going to miss her more than she'll ever know, and if it's you know if her the the, the fact that he let him go, if it's the best for for her, oh. then she has to do what's the best for her. I mean, he is 
He was so sweet when he said she walked out and he said, there's my wife. Oh, that's my wife. I can't. Knew without a doubt. He was I going can't to marry even. Her. I can't even handle it. I know. I mean, well, the good news is that he ended up okay. Yes, that made me really happy. Just knowing that he ended up okay. He's got his babies, his baby, his second baby on the way. He's got. Yep. A, do we like his wife? We like her. Yeah, I mean, what was really interesting about Sean's season is you would think that he would pick somebody just like Emily, right? A nice southern girl. He ended up picking a, a young woman from Seattle who is a vegan blogger who is really quirky. Oh! Right? You know what? Everyone wants what's not obvious. Everyone wants a different flavor. Yeah. Everyone wants something exciting. Yeah. And so he, so they ended up together, and they rode off into the sunset on an elephant. Oh. And got married, and they have a little boy, uh, and now they're expecting another child. Well, I have to say, at the at the outtakes for this episode of Ari, so they had they made them do at the rose ceremony. This each of them had to do a video that was so painful to watch. That was like Emily, I love you. Basically, one final plea, which was awful. But watching the outtakes of Ari trying to do his were amazing. He was adorable. <laughs> He is adorable. He's adorable. He's going to be a good bachelor. I'm I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm glad I'm watching this. God, Lori, yeah. you're so good at this. You're just so good at this, you know. <laughs> Thank you. I guess next week is our final week. How do you feel? How we're so just anybody that's watching along with us at home, we're going to skip men tell all, but we're going to go to the we're, next week. We're going to do the finale and after the final rose. Those are going to be the last two that we do. Well, you know, I um, got so nervous that we were missing Mental All. I actually watched it. How was it? How was it? Uh, you know, it, it was pretty uneventful, other than Emily called out uh, Kaylin again. And um, and she had a little talk with Sean, but it was pretty uneventful. Um, well, um, Lurie, you're the yes, best... You're the best Yoda and friend a girl could ask for. To be, how is it rewatching it? Oh, it's so good. You know, I'm I'm liking Emily so much more than I liked her during her season. Um, She's great. I appreciate her a lot more. She, I find her to be adorable. Yeah, I I, I really like her, and I'm so happy that she is freaking having her fourth child, dude. I once you once you put this week that yeah. was her last night out before she gives birth. You know what? What's sweet? It makes me sad that it's not with one of these. Well, now we know. We know. We can say because we know Chris has got home, and they keep saying Ari does. So we know it's going to be Jeff. I'm sad that it's not with Jeff. They were so cute together. Yeah, but he's caught that that uh, that fame bug. He really has. We got to discuss all that next week, Lori. Yeah. Will you help sing us out? I sure will. And I want to tell you, okay, and I can't, we'll get more, we, I'm not allowed to give you any more major details until the 15th, but we are officially a go in San Francisco, Sunday, January 28th, and that's all I can tell you, but it's going to be, you should get yourself to San Francisco, Sunday, January 28th. The tickets are only going to be like twenty or twenty five dollars, so it's doable. Um, nice. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. We're going to have we have a few things we can tell you, but not yet. Um, so here you know we who go. I would love to have who on who 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 who, who. probably only five people would really appreciate who who Jeff Holmes. <gasps> oh my god, that's a really. I bet he would do it. Well, here's the thing: I have so many questions to ask him. I bet he. You know what? That's a really. Really, really, I don't think it would draw a crowd, but you know what? We may need to go out to Venice and go visit Dean and Jeff Holm. Yeah, I, I, I know they have the connection through Christina, but I, I want to ask him what happened between he and Ari. I want to ask him. I want to ask him so much. I know, me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. He rarely does any social media posts, maybe like 
one, uh, you know, a yeah, couple times yeah, a year. Yeah, I think yeah, he might yeah. be on Instagram. But, you know, he posted that whole thing about Ari, which we can yeah, talk about yeah, next week. Yeah. I, yeah, I have so many questions. Well, I want you to know, we got turned down by Peter's manager. And, like, I'm not done, though. I'm, I'm going to still try to personally reach out to Peter. I'm not fully convinced we can't get Peter. I don't want Peter if Peter doesn't want to be there. But I'm not giving up the Peter flame right now. I don't know. If, if you need me to take a, uh, you know, take a selfie of my, my white ham abs, I'm happy to. Oh, my God. Would you please? You could say yeah. all this could be your – would people want Nick Vial? Should I try for Nick? Uh, okay. I mean, that might be interesting. He seems rather grumpy lately when he's been doing interviews. Then fuck that. I don't want that. I know. I would like Jeff Holmes, too, but I don't think anybody cares. All right. Here we go. We'll, okay. More, more, more next week. Okay. okay here right. we go. Here we go. Here we go. And, oh, God, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. The coon board board. Yeah. I accept, I accept the road. I really do. I really do. Facebook and watched. Oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't read our emails, but we can do it next week. All right, everybody. Should I do the emails? Should I do the emails now anyway? Should I do them? Should I read them? Or no, we'll do them next week. I'll do them next week. Thanks for listening, you guys. Bye. Now leaving nerdist.com. 